welcome to another episode of Unspoken. I am Coach Hulk, and I am here with Coach Jones and Coach Reddick, you know, your favorite sprint football coaches. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great week. Uh, it's been about a minute since we did an episode. Uh, that's because, luckily, we were able to go to a Glacier Clinic this weekend. Uh, I know for Coach Jones, this is uh, something he's done before, but for myself and Coach Reddick, this was kind of our first time. So we'll kind of give you guys a – you know, our perspective of how that went down and uh, future ones that we're going to be attending. Yeah. Uh, it was a great weekend for us, I can honestly say. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I got to give a shout out. Hashtag Jack Stack. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I told y'all, man, the barbecue down there is good. I know I wasn't going to steer y'all wrong. I know somebody said uh, we should go, we should have went to Gates. And I was like, nah, not really a big fan of Gates. But Jack Stack, I feel like, got the job done. Yeah. They yeah. brought that They brought that quality. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, got yeah. that chef's definitely. kiss. Definitely. But like you said, though, yeah, it was my very first uh, Glacier Clinic. I had a lot of fun. Um, actually, I got to reunite with a lot of people. Um, Devin Johnson, for one. <clears throat> um, I actually used to play with him at Ottawa. Oh, nice. So when I seen him and we was both in the same uh, DB uh, meeting with uh, Coach McGall, it was kind of funny because we was reminiscing on a little bit. And I'm like, damn, like, like I was telling Coach Jones, I was like, man, Devin turned around and became a better player, like as the years went on. For because I only played two years with him. Uh, first year with him, he played as a true freshman. Yeah, um, had a lot of adversity and struggles that he had to overcome in the, at the college level. Um, but again, he ended his career as a All Conference All American guy in the NIA level. So I'm very proud of him. And now he's getting into coaching, and I can't wait to see what type of coach he'll be. He'll be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, speaking on the Glaciers uh, from Kansas City, I would like to shout out a couple coaches that I really got a great experience from, um, learned a lot, uh, got to network with, and hopefully our, um, I'll meet somewhere down the line uh, in the future. Uh, the first one is Reggie uh, Johnson, the linebackers and co-defensive uh, uh, coordinator at uh, Missouri State. Um, that was a great talk. Uh, Steve Standard at KSU, the linebackers coach. Uh, Gary McGraw, uh, the defensive back coach um, that I got to listen to and have a great encounter with. Uh, and Mike Tui, um, that was a great talk. I loved every minute of uh, that talk about the uh, nose tackle and what you guys are doing at uh, uh, Kansas State. And then the last one is Rick Kuhn, who is at SEMO uh, currently. Uh, he's the defensive coordinator there as well. and He did a great job as well. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, Coach Tui, that was my by far my favorite. I mean, I'm a little biased, you know, being a defensive line coach, but his his like presentation was just so real. Like he he just he didn't hold. It was like we're it was like right now. Yeah. Like we're just in a room full of buddies yeah. just talking about football. Yeah. Like it didn't feel like, you know, we were in a classroom or, you know, he was trying to like be all you know, PC about it. Right. He literally just talked straight up, made it fun. I learned so much. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I look forward to hopefully he'll be at another one sometime soon. But literally just from that, I'm I'm rooting for KSU now. <laughs> and and look, they're playing they're playing almost small ball, right? Yeah. They got guys that uh, would impress me and uh Steve Standards uh talk was they were taking safeties or former safeties and moving them to linebacker and saying, hey, let's play fast. You know, you might not be 
uh, the exa- exactly the biggest linebacker, but we want you to play fast and downhill right. and go and, make plays. Right, and, I mean, that's just what, you know, QU sprint football is. You know, we take yep. all the those small guys and, you know, make them be, you know, better players and more efficient at what they do. So yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, people are starting to realize the, you know, the quality of a smaller player. It's not all about, you know, being – you know, meeting these like statistical measurements in order for you to be a good player. Like everybody's starting to see that you can be a small guy and still be a great athlete. Yeah. Definitely. So I got to ask Coach, uh, Coach Hawk, um, from the East Coast, first time in Kansas City, how did it feel? Oh, it was, it was good, man. I mean, to be honest with you, like uh, it kind of had a lot of similarities to it. Um, I mean, obviously the barbecue is a little bit better <laughs> than the East Coast. I think we're a little more known for our pizza, especially in New Haven. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was good. Like uh, it made me feel like a lot more at home yeah. than normal. So I I mean that that what was that little area went down to the plaza? Yeah, the plaza area. Yeah, Very nice area. Yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty nice. I mean, uh, that kind of was a good experience. You know, just going out and. You know, we went to Rally's house, Rally House. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, then uh Jack Stack, which was incredible. So it definitely was a good experience. I think having a glazier in a place like Kansas City was was a good idea. Yeah. I, I do too. I mean, again, I grew up there, right? But I just got into coaching not too long ago. So for that for, to be my very first one, you know, where I'm from, a lot of high school coaches that I played against in high school that I kind of remember um, a lot of coaches now that are in my shoes, young, energetic, ready to go, trying to just find the next opportunity. Um, but I will say this, one of the best things that I did hear um, from different speakers, which they all kind of said it in their own way, mm-hmm. but it was to be where your feet are, yeah. right. right? Know where you're at, make that your home. Make the best of it, right? No, you're not going to win every game. No, you're not going to lose every game, yeah. right? But be where your feet are. And I really took that, and it really hit home for me because it was like, you know, sprint football is new, yeah. right? It's not new in the sense because it's been around for 90-plus years, but it's new to the Midwest, mm-hmm. right? So I, I was that kind of made me feel honored, right, to be recognized with other co- collegiate coaches or other high school coaches. Yeah. And they was like, nobody ever said, well, what is sprint football? Right. Is that really real football? No, not a single coach said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they knew what it was off the jump, right? Yeah. Um, whether they did their research on it or heard about it way back when, right? Because, I mean, realistically, it's been around for 90 years. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of those things of we – Nothing was different nope. for us as uh, QU Sprint football coaches. Nothing was different at the uh, clinics for us, right? It was nobody, hey, like, oh, um, I see you were a sprint football coach. What is that? You yeah, know, right. what what does that mean? Right. Right. So, I mean, it was we fat we fit in right at home. Right, yeah. right. And I even I even when I introduced myself to uh, Coach Kuhn, uh from Semo afterwards, I even said, oh yeah, you know, I'm the D line coach at. Quincy, we got a new sprint football team, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm aware of that." Mm-hmm. So, you know, so even mentioning it to somebody, they were aware of what it was and what it entailed. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that feels good, right? Knowing that something that is so brand new in the Midwest, other people already recognize it, yeah. and we're we're only going into year two, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, and like 
not even are we only going into year two, but like we have made such leaps and bounds. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I think like, you know, um, once again, I'm a little bit biased, but I think we had definitely a big part in doing that. But, uh, you know, it's like anything else, like your success is going to be based on who you surround yourself with. And uh, I think we've done a great job. And just real quick, the only thing I'll say to the Glacier Clinics, if you're listening, listening next season, next year, whatever you want to call it, you got to get a sprint football table for us. And, you know, you could always reach Coach Jordan at Coach JR double underscore. Yes, sir. At Coach Jones 256. Yep. And myself at Coach Hulk 54. And just set it up. We'll come down. We'll speak. People love us. And we'll we'll let the, the world know about sprint football. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely plan on tagging them anyway. Oh, uh, absolutely. On this uh on this podcast. <laughs> so don't worry about that. Just so everybody yeah. knows, this was our idea. I know a lot of people out there try to like uh steal our ideas once they hear them or see them. But yeah. this is our idea. This is something that we really wanted to do after, you know, leaving the Kansas City and driving back and we talked about it and we mm-hmm. was like, let's find a way to be at the Glacier Clinic, not just as coaches, but as speakers as well. Because I think we would do a really good job of, you know, letting not just other colleges know about sprint football, but the high school coaches who right. still currently right. don't know about sprint football. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, uh, just going off topic just a little bit, um, shout out to the Glacier Clinics for allowing all these coaches to come from all over and have that weekend to learn from each other, yes. to develop, to network, um, and to get to meet, you know, uh, a different group of guys, a different group of people, right? Because eight man football was also there. Right. Yeah, right. I, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of starstruck by a couple of people. I mean, <laughs> I've heard of you know different coaches at, especially at the Power Five level, but I never been in a room to where I'm a couple feet away from. Them, right. Right. And I get to yeah. talk to them, and I realize, and it helped me realize that there's somewhere for everybody, right? Be where your feet are, right? but there's somewhere for everybody, and you can be yourself in this coaching game, and it will take you further than just lying or BSing, mm-hmm. right? right. right. I, I, took, I learned a lot, and I took a lot this weekend from a lot of different great coaches, man. I wish everybody a great season next year, yeah. right, because it was a lot of knowledge being thrown out that right. I didn't even know about. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool because, like, there was a lot of humility there, you know, a lot of times you get people who think, you know, they're too good or, you know, they're better than people. And, you know, I can't speak for all the coaches, obviously, because I didn't see them all. But I could speak for, you know, Coach Tui and Coach Kuhn, who, like, after the presentation was over with, you know, they shook your hand, yeah. took your card, gave you your contact information so you could reach out about stuff. So it was definitely not – it was definitely nice to not only – go to the presentation, learn from them, yeah. but then to to meet them on a personal level yeah. and for them to reach out and say, you know, hey, we got an open-door policy. Anytime you want to come down, feel free. So I think that was a huge benefit. Yeah, yeah. you're talking about uh, making a grown man feel like a kid in a candy store. Right. Man, what? <laughs> be like, man, look, I see I see this dude on TV every yeah, Saturday. Man. Literally. Like, hey, I know him. I know him. I've seen him before. Right. I mean, yeah. and a lot of them was, you know, nice enough to give out their cell phone numbers for, you know, if guys had questions or wanted to, you know, reiterate on something that they talked about. A lot of them gave out their Twitters. Um, 
I haven't personally hit up any of them yet, mm-hmm. yeah. but I, I do got them saved and ready to go because, again, like especially like Coach McGall, like we coach the same position, mm-hmm. right? He he taught me a lot of drills that I didn't know about that could help translate to the game. Um, a lot of different coaching points when you do do different drills and things like that, what to focus on, how to say it, why you're saying it, right? So, again, I learned a lot. From different coaches, I mean, yeah. different things you can say to hype up the team. I mean, it was it was just amazing, man. Yeah. Right, right. And it's actually pretty cool. Um, he actually got to coach here in the early two thousands. Yeah, uh, at Quincy. Yeah, he uh, did. So that was actually pretty cool of how small the world actually is. Uh, when you meet people and they say, oh, yeah, I used to coach here. I coached with this person mm-hmm. from this school. You realize that the world isn't as big as um, we all think it is. Right, right. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's just one of those things where coaching the coaching community, as, as big as it is, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like hopefully – you know, we'll get to the point someday where people want to learn from us, yeah. you know, like they'll come out and yeah. be like, Oh man, that's coach Hulk. Or that's coach Jones or that's coach Reddick or their name, or their name dropping us. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was even cool because, uh, coach Trey actually from Twitter. Yeah. yeah. He was at the clinics. We we're walking down, you know, getting lunch or whatever. And we hear, Oh, Hey coach. And then it's like, Oh, you yeah. know, and then he comes up, introduces himself. And it, it was just cool. Cause like, you know, you meet somebody you've had been having this conversation with on Twitter. Yeah. And now all of a sudden here they are in person, yeah. you know, talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I feel for those guys that um, are at the high school level that want that chance or that opportunity to coach at the college level. Uh, just uh, what? Not even a year ago, a couple months ago before the season even started. I was in my I was in the same shoes. Right. right? It, it took two years of nonstop putting out my resume to get my college shot. Right. Um, so for those guys that are raw or or uh, want that opportunity to uh, coach football, hey, just keep going. Right. You, you know, you will get your shot at the college level. Right. Just think, keep going. Like, like we talked about, I think it was uh, Field of Facts, right, towards the end of that episode or yeah. end of that podcast when I gave the, you know, the advice of what I took from my homeboy, Terry. All you need is one yes. Yeah. Keep pushing, all right? Everybody that's on this podcast right now, we was all in that same position. Yeah. Literally, like you said, not too long ago. Yeah. Right? We all got that one yes. Right. And when, ever since then, we've been making the best of, you know, our opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right? Once you get that opportunity, understand that you're going to have to restart and continue to put in that work and to continue to push, continue to overcome adversity. Right? But do not give up. Um just be where your feet are, right? right? If you're at the high school level right now, just be there right now again. If you want to get to this level at the college, mm-hmm. continue to work. Continue right. to push. Continue to network. Networking is actually the biggest thing. Yeah. That's why I really like the Glacier Clinic. Right, right. Yeah. Because even if you're not looking for a job, you're still able to network with other people, get to know them, learn from them, and things like that. Yeah. So keep pushing. Like, Trey, keep pushing, man. I know your time is coming. Absolutely. It, it's, yeah. it's coming. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I'm not, once again, you know, I'm not going to divulge my age or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I've been in the game for a while, man. And, you know, I've coached at every level you could think of from Pop Warner to high school to semi pro to arena. And I've always wanted to coach at the college level. And it took me a long time. But, you know, perseverance paid off. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, if you want something bad enough, you'll you'll find a way to make it happen. And Definitely. 
literally it took, you know, like you said, it took the one yes and networking. Like, shout out to LinkedIn, because if it wasn't for LinkedIn, I I wouldn't be sitting here right now. So Same way for me, man. Same thing for me. Same for me. Yeah. Right? I mean, like you said, shout out LinkedIn, because that is a platform, a social media platform that allows you to network with the people in your career. Right? So if you into theater... They got people for that. Right. If you yeah. in a digital art, they got people for that. You in the coaching, they got people for that. Yeah. Right. right. This plat that platform is literally used so you can network with other people without having to be in their face or around them. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, I want to go back to uh, you saying be where your feet are. Uh-huh. Right. I just I just think that gives you a perspective of gratitude. Right. Yep. Uh, realizing your opportunity to opportunity that you have right now yep. right not the ones that you could have or ones you wish you had be where your feet are yeah right. you know gratitude brings a better attitude right. that's how i like to think about it right right Ooh, say that again one more time <laughs> I, I like that that, yeah. that, that yeah. bars yeah. yeah gratitude brings a better attitude yeah. okay right yeah so, so it just wake up with that gratitude you know um I, I say it every morning how many people actually did not wake up this morning right right wake up with gratitude right? yeah Gratitude brings a uh, a better attitude, but it also gives you it gives you a different perspective of life. Yep. Right. So, yeah, I just wanted to drop those little bars or whatever you want to call them. Well, and and I agree with you, too, because I think like if you focus too much on on what you're not doing yet, because that's what you want to do. Yeah. It takes away from the quality of what you're doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. So if you focus on what you're doing right now and you be where your feet are at. That's gonna make your what you're doing that much better, yeah. which is gonna get you noticed yeah. and put you in positions for those future things. Yeah. So instead of overlooking what you have now, make the most of that, which is gonna eventually turn into an opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, but uh one other thing, you know, I know I give a shout out to LinkedIn, but I also wanted to give a shout out to Dr. McGee. The best, let's get my biased opinion. Very biased on that one. But one of the best, you know, university presidents there is, you know, McGee is, Dr. President Brian McGee is the president of the Quincy University who brought sprint football here. So once again, without him, this wouldn't even be a possibility. So shout out to Dr. McGee for bringing sprint football here and allowing us to be great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like he says, every day, I mean, it's a great day to be a Hawk. Yeah. Right. I mean, he makes sure that you feel that way mm-hmm. every time he sees you. He's going right. to speak. He's going to look you in your eye. He's going to give you a firm handshake or a firm hug to know that he absolutely actually cares about you absolutely. and the person that you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Uh, going back to that phrase. Uh-huh. Um, hey, how about we what if we got that trending? Right. Alabama has their, hey, roll tide every time they yeah. greet somebody. Yeah. What if we got it to where it's like, hey, it's a great day to be a hawk yeah. trending yeah. as a uh, as you greet somebody, right? You know that'd right. be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that yeah. actually would. I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. Might get a little annoying to some people that uh, <laughs> ain't familiar with it, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. they get over it. Yeah. yeah. So hey, anybody out there, if you're listening, if you if you uh, send us a message on Twitter or you want to hashtag us, yeah. Hey, it's a great day to be a hawk. Absolutely, definitely. So we. Uh, we went to the Kansas City Glacier Clinic this weekend. Uh, not this weekend now, but the next weekend we're going to Chicago. Yeah. So yeah. I'm definitely interested in that as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's a it's just another good opportunity. Um, a new set of coaches, uh, uh, a new environment, um, 
maybe you maybe we learn something different maybe we learn something similar but we learn i can tell you one thing the one thing that always changes is verbiage right yeah. right right how many times uh going back to the uh, glazier clinics in kc right the little thing that uh coach tui said was um one little tip about d line right um Here's how you know when it's a run or pass, right? That's like that's the Krabby Patty secret formula, right? Yeah, there. we got gotta, that. we can't hide that secret sauce. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Uh, if you wasn't there, yeah, you S O L. Yeah, oh, yeah. man, you just yeah. out of luck with yeah. that one because because yeah. that was a great that was a great tip. That was definitely. And I don't know if I feel comfortable sharing that. No, I'm being selfish on that one. Ma- okay. Maybe once the season starts, <laughs> yeah. we, okay. we we like mid-season, <laughs> yeah. towards the end, yeah, yeah. we'll drop okay. that. Okay. And, and I think I misspoke because we're going to the St. Louis Glacier Clinic, right? Yeah, so um, so not this week, but next weekend we'll be at the uh, St. Louis Glacier Clinics yeah, yeah. Uh, as well, which I've also experienced before in the past, um, which is a very good environment as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think it's going to be a great time. I, I've been to St. Louis a few times, and uh, I see, like, the possibility of the things that can be done and the fun yeah. that can be had. So I think it's going to be a great time. You know, being the first time I've gone to a Glacier Clinic, I think it was it was a great experience, and I can't imagine St. Louis being any different. I mean, granted, it's going to be a different city, yeah. Yeah. but I feel like the conference itself is still going to be just as informative as the last one. Yeah, I agree. And going back to um, uh, this coming up weekend, we'll be spending time down at uh, Tipton High School. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Coach uh, Bill Duke, who's the head coach there. Um, he invited us uh, to come sit in on some uh, a clinic as well that he's having on the, at the you know at a more personal level. But he's having a clinic there as well. Uh, so shout out to him, which yeah. we'll be spending time this weekend. Yeah, and a lot of these guys, you know, from the clinics or that we're networking with, we're talking to. A lot of these guys will be on the podcast eventually. You know, right. we just got to work around everybody's schedule. Um, I know we got a, a good list of guests for this week yeah. that I can't wait to, you know, interact with and ask them questions about their life and their upbringing and things like that. Can we can we get some tea on that at all? A little tea on who we might uh, <laughs> be uh, having on the podcast or not? Nah? Um, <laughs> I would say this. Mm-hmm. He is a well-respected person, well-respected mm-hmm. man in the college sprint football game. Um, I'm not going to talk about other guests, yeah, but we do got some legendary coaches mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know have listened to our podcast, have checked us out, and they do want to be guests on here. Yeah, so I ain't going to talk about everybody, but I okay. can say for this week, uh, we do got somebody who is very well-respected. In the spring football game yeah. across both conferences. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I and I will say this too. One of the one of the greatest compliments I got was from Coach Hines on Twitter. And he said, I love listening to your guys' podcast because it just it sounds like a bunch of guys just sitting around talking about something they're passionate about. Yep. Absolutely. So to all any of the coaches out there, you know, we give you our Twitter, you know, in the at the end of the show, we usually try to throw it out there in the middle at some point. So if any of you coaches want to be on the show, you got questions, anything like that, feel free to DM us, whatever, make a comment. But we started this podcast to not only get the message of sprint football across, but also to give a a voice to the voiceless. You know, we're, we're called unspoken for a reason. Yeah. We get a little spicy sometimes, but at the same time, we just, 
like that compliment said, we're just a couple of guys talking about what we love to do. So why not have some more guys on here? And, uh, you know, just the more we could spread it out yeah, and the more we could get people involved, I mean, the better it's going to be. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there was two points that I really learned uh, from the conference, which was one, one of the things that I've always said anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, one of those things was, don't gear your your don't make your players learn a scheme that doesn't fit them. Mm-hmm. You know, run a scheme that you have the players that's going to work. Yeah. So that's something I've always done. But the other thing was is player development, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you're going to bring in a kid who is talented, has athletic ability, but maybe needs a little bit of molding. And yeah. I think like as a coach, like that's your job. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. You bring a kid in to develop them. Yep. So I think developing is a huge part of football, and I think that's something that maybe some coaches overlook because they think to themselves, oh, well, they played four years of high school. They should come here knowing how to do this, that, or the other thing. And it's like that's not, that's not true. Like right. we – it is our job as coaches, no matter what level, to develop these guys – into better athletes. Yeah, whether and, it's mechanics or uh, technique or fundamentals. Right, and, and and when you stop developing somebody, you stop coaching, mm-hmm. yep. in my opinion. Yep, uh, I, I totally agree with that. I think, especially at the college level, I think development is very underrated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right? I think so. I think a lot of coaches, like you said, feel like, well, you know, you was the best, one of the best at high school. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to get here and be able to adapt to what we're doing. And that's, it's not the case for a lot of athletes. Right. Like a lot of athletes are pure raw, mm-hmm. right? A development may be a tweak here and a tweak there. And then you're done developing yeah. at least for that moment. Yeah. I don't feel like development stops. I feel like every single year that player deserves to be better than what they was that past season. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. So and also too, I think it's also underrated. If you are a trainer, mm-hmm. I don't think you can be a coach. I don't yeah. think you can do both at the same time. Right. Honestly, right. I feel like you have to develop your team. Be be where your feet are. Mm-hmm. Develop your team, right, and then go do other things. Right. You just can't skip that that development part and expect that these kids are going to come in here and be these athletes that they was in high school yeah. everybody knows the high school game and college game are two different games absolutely right. especially especially sprint football sprint yeah football in itself is a different animal yeah and a lot of people don't realize how much faster it really is compared right. to traditional football right every single position has to be a step faster every single one from the trenches to the back end the quarterback the running back everything has to be a step faster you want to know what uh, going back to a point you were making about developing athletes, mm-hmm. I think everyone uh, in the coaching game should get their experience at the high school level, yeah. at least the high school level before they go up to the college level. And here's why. It's a humbling experience at times. Yeah. Don't ma- right. No matter where your high school is, it's a humbling experience. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you might have 200 kids, depending on the high school, and sometimes you might have 50. Right. And, right. and and I'll even take that one step further because coaching Pop Warner, I don't know if either one of you have coached Pop Warner before, mm-hmm. but like the phrase herding cats yeah. like comes into play there because if you can gain the focus of a bunch of, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth graders yeah. 
and also teach them the yep. proper way to do things. Yeah. Like now I think that you have a solid foundation and don't get me wrong. High school is also a, a place you should definitely start at first, mm-hmm. but having that pop Warner experience yeah. definitely taught you patience and, and understanding the importance of certain drills and techniques and skills yeah. because, and that really taught you development. And yeah. I think that's where it carries on through your entire career, even into the NFL. Yeah. I, I um, A point I was trying to get to with that was uh, just like you were saying, like um, even with Pop Warner, all right, you don't get to technically choose your talent, right? right? You have what you have, right. right? So now you have to develop it, right. right? And you can either have the excuse of, oh, I don't have the talent, so I guess we can't win. Right. Or you're going to develop the talent. You guys are going to be pretty good no right. matter uh, what you end up with. But right. it comes down, it's the end result of um, a quote I always like to say is uh, your players are a reflection of their coach. Right. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, so are you going to develop them as a coach? Because that's your job. Right? right. No matter what level of talent you have right in front of you. Right. And, and for our team, you know, specifically, I mean, last year we had defensive tackles playing defensive end, defensive end playing linebacker, linebacker playing defensive end, linebackers playing safety, safety playing linebacker. So, like, yeah. We basic we had to develop every guy to be able to play multiple positions. Yeah. So the fact that somebody thinks that development automatically stops when you graduate high school is is just I don't know it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I think right development is overlooked because if you think about it, I mean a lot of people don't know this about me or forget this, but my very first job as mm-hmm. a coach. I was a head coach at mm-hmm. the middle school level. Mm-hmm. That's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a humbling experience as well. Very humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it I was said, days I went cats. home. Man, what it was days <laughs> I went. I was going home, and I'm like, bro, I feel like I just worked in a warehouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But I say that to say this is that when you coaching Pop Warner, you getting those guys ready for middle school yeah. football, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm just only talking about football. I can't speak for any other sport, but I'm just talking about football right now. Right. Mm-hmm. In middle school, my job was to get those middle school football players ready for high school. Yeah. Yeah. Once they get to high school, then those high school coaches, you have to get ready to develop them for college. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then once they get to college, now we got to develop them into either one, becoming man in the workforce. Yeah. Some may get an opportunity to play professionally, so we very, have to de- very few, very few, right? Mm-hmm. But, but we I have mean, to develop them, right? Mm-hmm. Get them to understand that if you yeah. do have that chance, that that is a different game, right. Yeah. right? A different mindset, right? So I have to help you develop, so wherever you do after college, you're ready for it. You have a plan for it, right? Yeah. right? I think a lot of coaches are just okay with just sending their kids out into the real world after college mm-hmm. and letting them fail. Right. I don't want you to fail. If you play for me, I don't want you to fail. Right. 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 And 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 now, I mean, back in the day, back in my day, it's like all you had was the NFL, right? Yeah. yeah. But nowadays you have NFL, USFL, XFL, Arena, Cana- Canadian, yeah. uh Europe. Yeah. So, yep, my homeboy is on his way to he about to be on his way to Germany. Right. So, so your abilities to go play quote-unquote professional football, which doesn't just mean the NFL, right? has greatly, you know, become significant since, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago. So, you know, we're developing people. I mean, and and 
you know, I, maybe this is a cliche thing to say or whatever, but if you stop developing in any aspect of life, like you've given up on yourself. Yep. Absolutely. You know, nobody knows everything. Nobody Nobody's is going to be proficient. Right. So in, in, unless you're developing yourself, you, you're, you're going to get passed by somebody who is yep. developing mm-hmm. themselves. So it, it's that, that mindset of, oh, I don't have time. Or, you know, if you're playing a certain position, you should come in and just already know that position. No, that's not how that works. And right. I, I, I really dislike when I hear their coaches say they don't have time to develop their players. Yeah. How come you don't? Mm-hmm. Right. How come? Right. What, what is yours? What is your reasoning? Right. Right. I'm not. No, not. What's your excuse? Right. What is your reasoning to why you feel like you can develop somebody in enough time? Right. Right. If you really work with this player or this person every single day or every other day, two times a week, three times a week, the progress will begin to show eventually. Yeah. Right. It may take some of them some time because not everybody is athletically gifted. Right. Right. A lot of players that did make it, you know, to these high levels, either in the workforce or in their respective sport, is because they developed. Right. right? Even yeah. us as coaches, we still have to develop. That's why we went to the Glacier Clinic. Right. Because right. we're new in it, right? Yeah. So we have to be able to develop and adjust and adjust to the game and to how it's happening now because the game is a lot faster right. than mm-hmm. what it used to be five, ten years ago. Yeah. Right. And, and even when we're recruiting, it's like – we we know what when we're recruiting we're bringing in guys who we know are going to have an immediate impact. Yep. You know, we know uh but then we also know that there's some guys that we actually use the word mm-hmm. developmental. Yep. Because yep. we know they're going to come in, they're good athletes, but we're not sure, you know, where they're going to be able to compete at, what level, but we know that we can develop them into something. So we yep. even use the term developmental to describe this player. Matter so fact, sorry to cut you off, no, coach. Good. Um, but for example, right, we had a we have a defensive end that's a very good football player, right? right? But at the beginning of last year, he kept doing this one specific step right. that would take him out of a play. Right. Completely just take him out of a play. Right. And that was one thing we had to try to develop or get him to break that bad habit right. of taking uh, the wrong step, right? Because it was eliminating him from a play and making and showing him uh, the proper steps to where he can now affect the play in a positive way. Right, and and, and one and the other thing about developing a player mm-hmm. is you you see how how much it benefits them because yeah. like with that player that you were talking about when you saw him fix that problem yeah. and he 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 saw that he got better yeah. it made him feel better so it built up his confidence as well so Absolutely. it's not always just a developmental thing to maybe he wasn't even a starter mm-hmm. but the fact that we made him a better player and he saw that yeah. just made him feel that much more confident and that much more better about himself where you know like coach Jordan said earlier you're not just developing people to be better athletes, but better people. Yeah. Yep. So now when they see that they can correct something and they can fix a mistake that's going to make them better, yeah. that transitions to any aspect of life, not just sports. And it yeah. makes that player trust and believe in what you're saying. Right. Because, right, you're telling him, oh, hey, this step is slowing you down. Right. If you just tweak this, do a little bit of this, you'll be able to get there faster. And once they see those results, it's like, Damn, coach was right the whole time. Yeah, right. And again, and again, right. If you leave in high school, that coach job is to develop you for 
college. Once you get to college, sometimes you may have to throw out some of them techniques that you was taught. Right. Yeah. Because they won't work at this level. Yeah. And right. it depends on scheme, of, to- of Ex- course, Exactly. Too. Right. And that goes back to what we were saying earlier about the clinic, uh, mm-hmm. the Glacier Clinic, is that, yes, you have to find a system, a scheme, offensively or defensively, that fits your players. Right. You have to because right. if you just got a system or a scheme and you don't have the right players for it, it's not going to work. Yeah, right. Think about it. even on Madden, right? When you do the um, those Madden teams and all that, mm-hmm. you can actually look, you know, and go in there and see like, okay, what scheme works best for the players that I have right now? Right. Yeah. Right. right. So it's just not in the the real world of football. It's also in the Madden game. So it's very important that you find those guys that fit your scheme. Right. High school, college, Pop Warner, middle school, find a scheme that fits your guys and run with it. Right, because if you bring in all this talent and you have all these athletes, but your scheme isn't working, right? it's not the players. It's not. It's no. the scheme. Players Change are a reflection it. of their coach. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not to be that guy, but if your team sucks – then I'm sorry, but you might be a, a, a sucky coach. Well, I mean, um, I, I'm big on I never point the finger at the kids and say it's your fault. I always point the fingers at myself and say, hey, what do I have to do to uh, fix this? Right. You know, right. what can I do better? How right. how am I? It's one of those things of um, I like to think of us as teachers as well, right? right. Um, let's just say you have 20 kids, right, and 19 of them are understanding the assignment. Right. That one kid isn't understanding the assignment. So you have to pull him to the side and 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 uh, verbalize it to where he can understand the assignment. Right. And, and, right? I, and I think that's also another thing that comes in into developing the other players, because now those other players can also help that player. So, yes. you know, e- even if you say, well, you know, I, I quote unquote don't have time because I have X amount of players. Well, now the players that do know how to do it can show them how to do it as well which once again I think as a coach that's my job but it's also nice if you know somebody can help another player after practice before practice whatever the case may be when I'm not around so you know like we were talking before about that defensive end that was having that that you know kick step and fall step issue yeah you know one of the ways that you know we were able to help adjust that was not only seeing it physically at practice but watching it in in practice film as well so you know using film people always want to think that you know film is just a way to prepare for your opponent in a game day situation but realistically film is something that we use to help players get better in practice wise Mm -hmm. but also a huge recruiting tool yeah you know so and nowadays i mean once again not gonna talk about my age but (laughs) Let's Back in say, my day. Let's just say you Benjamin Button and you've been younger <laughs> yeah. about a minute. <laughs> but uh, back in my day, we didn't have film. We didn't have huddle. Uh, you know, if, if a coach wanted to watch you play, they had to, to actually come to the game. Um, you know, so – but we have the advantage of watching film. Yeah. So when we recruit a player, um, I know there's certain things that I look for when I'm looking for certain players. But, you know, from your guys' perspective – you know, how would you say film has kind of helped you in, in your recruiting yeah. aspects? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, one of the things with our system, right, we run a four two five 5 defense. Um, we, we do blitz a lot, 
right? But that's one of those things um, that's almost like uh, it's not a real technique thing. Blitzing is just, hey, you got to know your gap. You shoot this gap and you go make a play, right? Um, so I don't necessarily look for blitzing linebackers on film because, I mean, everybody can do it, right? right. And, 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 and just to cut you off real quick, yeah. for anybody listening out there that gets offended by us saying – that a linebacker's blitzing ability mm-hmm. is not what makes a linebacker good. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm sorry that your fans are hurt, but we don't care. Yeah, like because linebackers need to be able to drop in coverage. Yeah, they need need to be able to scrape. They yeah. need to be able to fill. Yeah, and they need to, to me, be able to also read the guard center bubble or right. whatever you want to call it. And guard to me, center bubble or tackle center bubble or tackle guard center bubble, whatever right. you want to call it. And I played linebacker for a little while. So for yeah. me, it is way more important to see those skills over blitzing. Because you mm-hmm. could blitz a safety, you could blitz a corner, you could blitz a linebacker. But if you don't know how well they drop into coverage, if you don't know how well they scrape, if you don't know how well they can fill a gap, who cares about yeah. how good you can blitz? Yeah. Like yeah. – it doesn't make sense. And and people who have that opinion, hey, it is what it is. That's your opinion. But that's not how we look at it. And when we recruit, we recruit how we want. So leave it alone. Yeah. I know for me, it's more of a, honestly, I don't care about no measurables. I don't care, I don't care how tall you are. I don't give a damn how short you are. Right. I don't care how big you are. None of that. First thing I'm looking at on that film, feet work. Yep. If you're going to play in a secondary for me, your feet got to be somewhat sweet. Right. Yeah. Sweet feet. Sweet feet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then after that, I'm looking to see, okay, are you a ball hawk? Cause if you're not a ball hawk, then I expect you to be an aggressive tackler and be a big part in the run game. Yeah. If you ain't a ball hawk or an aggressive tackler who wants to go down and hit, even that corner, all right, I'm recruiting guys that want to tackle, want to hit. Yeah. If you can't do neither one of those things, you're not for me. Well, if 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 you don't want to hit and tackle anyway on defense, you don't need to be playing defense. Exactly. Right. The I don't really I don't really care about the, you know, the your stats. I want to see how are you getting those stats. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you are you reading that receiver, right? Are you doing good technique, good press technique, good off-man press technique? Like what are you doing that's really making me be like, "Okay, I really need this guy." Mm-hmm. Just because you covering go routes every play, that don't do nothing for me. Right. I got guys already that can go cover go routes. Mm-hmm. Landon, five interceptions in one season. Yeah. Kyson gave up only one touchdown. Yeah. Cortez gave up zero touchdowns. Jamarcus gave up zero. T- I got guys that can cover the deep ball. Right. Yeah. Can you do all the other things for me? Because if you can't do the other things for me, then I don't know what to tell you. Right, and, and and for me, as a defensive line coach and I've played, played defensive line for a very long time, footwork and handwork is, is the biggest thing. And it's like if, you know, I say this all the time, but I, I justify how well my defensive line is playing mm-hmm. by how many tackles the linebackers have. Yep. Because realistically, at the end of the day, that's our job. And our I, job is to keep the linebackers clean. Yeah, and I tell linebackers uh, almost vice versa. Right, yeah. you better be thanking your D line uh, for every tackle that you make, right? Because every tackle you make is like two tackles for them. Right, you know. So I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I want us to get in the backfield, and you know, I'd like us to, you know, put pressure on the quarterback, get sacks, get TFLs. But realistically, at the end of the day, 
if we're doing our job, the linebackers are getting tackles. Yeah. You know, they're clean, they're untouched, they're getting tackles. And, you know, that all comes down to footwork, handwork, effort. You know, there's certain things you can't teach. Like, I could teach handwork, I could teach footwork, I could teach you, you know, certain things to look for. But at the end of the day, your effort, your passion, your desire, those are things I can't teach. Yeah, and yeah. another thing for, you know, the secondary guys, you can't play in the secondary for me if you don't have a persona. Right. Yeah. You got to have some to you. Right. Right. You a little you, swag. Excuse my French, but <laughs> if you're not shit talking, right, are you at least, are you at least being you, right? Are you at least out there swagging it out, like you said, Coach Hulk? Are you doing these necessary things that make you pop? Right, mm-hmm. right. You got to have a persona for me. You just can't be somebody. I mean, there. don't get me wrong. There are people out there in the world that are like, well, you know, that's just not me. But if that's not you, then at least if you within, like, if you tackling, if you ball hawking, right. I, I could work around that. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, like I said, you know, every position has different needs and different requirements in either in order to be a good position. You know, it's like you can't just say, oh, well, we're going to judge linebackers on their blitzing abilities. Oh, we're going to judge cornerbacks on their man press abilities. Oh, we're going to judge defensive line on how, how much they can beat a double team or whatever the case may be. Like there's multiple things that go into – um, you know, evaluating a player, and I think that that's where watching their film comes in, you know, and it, it's like understanding that film is, is, a, is a good, you know, dictator on everything just makes – it just makes sense, like, yeah, you know, because that's what we do, you know. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we love what we do. We're here for, for – you know, QU sprint football, being great. Always. Right. Uh, if you ain't being great, then I don't know what to tell you. Right. You're wasting your time. So just want to give a shout out to Dr. McGee, you know, great president. Thanks for bringing QU sprint football. Um, you know, shout out to the Glazer Clinics. We had a great time last weekend. We're going to be uh, having a great time this upcoming weekend. Um, anybody out there, you know, who uh, wants to be a part of the podcast, go ahead. Uh, shoot us some DMs. Stay tuned this week. We're going to have a lot of uh, – like coaches on there. We're going to have some interesting people, but uh, as always, thanks for listening. God bless. And uh, we'll catch you soon. God bless.